Hello, bleepheads. Sean here. And this is another special episode of What the Bleep Are You Watching? Which is a podcast where we watch a film and tell you why the bleep we watched it. Normally, these air over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. But in honor of the Super Mario Bros. movie hitting theaters this week, we decided that once we talked about the 1993 Super Mario Bros. movie, that we would make it available for everybody. So, if uh, you enjoy this and want to hear more of our shows that aren't just included to What the Bleep Are You Playing, well, you can go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. That's patreon.com slash whatthebleep. And check it out and subscribe and support us. So, without further ado, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Watching? A podcast where we watch a film and tell you why the bleep we watched it. I'm Sean Mario. This is Thomas Mario. And Mason Mario. That's three Marios. And we watched... Super Mario Bros. So how you guys doing? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to get this right out of the gate. I know this movie has a big negative uh, uh, reception. Shame. Rightfully so. This movie is pretty fucking terrible, objectively. Mm-hmm. I love the shit out of this. It's a fun bed. <laughs> it is such a fun bed. So we, we've watched uh, a couple variations of bads at times. So, you know, we watched... Like a... Cult classic bad, The Room. We watched just nothing redeemable about it bad, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. We watched what the fuck was that bad, uh, Cats. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I think, the first true it's so bad it's good that we've watched. Like, yeah, like, like Honestly, yeah. Mason, Mason has his their soft spot for The Room, and that is fine. I think me and Sean have gone on record saying we don't love it as much as they do. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Any, or, or by any, any metric by any at metric. all. <laughs> but this was the first movie that all three of us were like, this is bad. We were but all we're laughing at at least one point. And, I was going to say, we were having a ball. Some so. of the, the laughing was for unintentional humor, but legitimately, some of the in this movie is intentional humor that works, and so like that helps that it's, it's so bad it's good. Sean said it multiple times while watching this movie, so I'll say it now. Steal his thunder. <laughs> the Mario Brothers movie gets the Mario Brothers right. It's everything else. Everything else, else around it. Just... Uh, and even even the even even the the things that it, the thing that it gets right, the Mario Brothers doesn't get it. They don't get a hundred percent right either. Because they're Cause never they're, wearing their colors. They don't get it necessarily never right until the end. Are they wearing their colors? It's kind of something we talked in the previous episode about getting the feel right, even if you get some of the the looks and different things uh, wrong. And so for the Mario Bros, they don't look necessarily like the Mario Bros. They don't act necessarily like the Mario Bros we know uh, of. 
but the feel actually works as just two brothers running around that you buy it you're like yeah 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 that like works. this despite the very clear age gap between the two yeah yeah even though my personal headcanon is that they're the same age. Mario just aged way worse. <laughs> Mario had to put up with actually being a plumber, whereas uh, <laughs> Luigi is just an apprentice. And now yeah. he's just an apprentice, so like Mario's seen all the shit of Brooklyn and New York, and it's like, oh, it aged me. And it's what yeah. New York does to a mofo. <laughs> How old are you, Luigi? I'm 25. Oh, well, Mario, you're like 36. No, I'm also 25. What? <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is the 1993 Super Mario Bros. Uh, not to be confused with the soon-to-be-released, probably when this comes out, already released, uh, Super Mario Bros. movie that is coming here. We're coming up on the 30th anniversary of this movie. Shameless connections. <laughs> Look, uh, we, I might have picked this movie to release at the same Shameless time. Shameless promotion. <laughs> Maybe there's some ulterior motives in this. But, uh, so this movie in 93, is this is this the real first like big budget Video game movie? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm because, sure um, yeah, it, it is. Because I know things like uh, uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter would come after it. Yeah, in fact, uh, sequentially, it was Mario Brothers movie in 1993, Street Fighter 1994, Mortal Kombat 1995, and then Annihilation in 97 or yeah. 98. N- 97. 97. Okay, so like. This was the first like attempt to take this the this thing these kids are playing and, and trying to make them into uh, uh, a and franchise that spanned beyond the uh, games that they were played in. And credit where it's due, Mario is probably the best place to start. Yeah, it's interesting that this uh, the first bad video uh, video game movie and the first video game movie uh, uh, ever. That it's interesting that uh, UA Bull had nothing to do with it, because <laughs> that's almost an expectation. Uh, I would so think. what you're saying is uh, Mario Brothers walked so UA Bull could run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Uh, so this this movie comes out in '93 after a woof a tumultuous. Uh, pre-production, filming, post-production. They this, this... tried to pawn it off onto bigger-name directors. They tried to pawn it off on different actors. And then they settled on a husband and wife duo who had really never directed before and never directed again after. Yeah, because b- before the husband and wife duo came on, the script they had penned was essentially something like Princess Bride. Or as a fantasy adventure, but it was a lot more self-aware mm-hmm. than uh, something like, say, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or Warcraft, for shameless plug to one of our other episodes. <laughs> uh, another video game movie, huh? That's three video game movies so far. And, and more to come. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do so fucking many. But, um, no, really, this, the, this spinoff of a video game podcast that talks about movies is going to talk about video game movies? I know. What a shock. Whoa! What a shock, I know. But... Um, before the husband and wife duo came on, I forget their names and I really don't care. Uh, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. Yeah. Right, sure. Okay. Uh, um. Those are names. Yep, those are names. Like I said, it was originally going to be more of a fantasy. As soon as they came on, because they had also developed a commute, a computer program, Max, uh, whatever the hell his name was. Max Headroom. Max Headroom, yes, yes. Max Headroom. That's it. Uh, he was a big thing in the 90s, so they wanted to do kind of a 
futuristic sci-fi thing instead mm-hmm. of fantasy because fantasy's for nerds apparently so they were like uh yeah let's take everything you've done and just completely alter it yeah they did this without telling the actors so the and actors showed up on set like what the fuck is this and they want the the inspirations that they were trying to take from to make this movie was ghostbusters and wizard of oz Okay. So Ghostbusters for kind of the look and the aesthetic, Wizard of Oz for the stepping out of the real world into a fantasy world. (laughs) Uh, Some of that definitely disappeared from to the final bit. Just gonna say, if you had not told me about that, I would. But that is something they said a lot about it. Obviously, they wanted different different actors initially. Uh, They approached Danny DeVito for Mario initially. Uh, Dustin Hoffman had expressed interest. Uh, before uh, Bob Hoskins got the role of Mario, um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were approached with King Koopa, never were actually would have offered. Been a very di- well, I think I think Michael Keaton's probably the closest they could have gotten to. Um, My worry to is with this Hopper. film, Arnold, uh, it, we might have ended up just with another Mister Freeze, <laughs> oh. which well, it would have been more entertaining than what Dennis. Hopper yeah, doing. yeah. Uh, which I said from the... Uh, how, look, how funny would it be if Bob Hoskins was like, come and take it, and uh, he was like, burn, plumber, and he just breathes fire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I said when we before we started watching it that I personally really like all the casting in this. That doesn't mean they did the right thing with it. I think Dennis Hopper's a really good actor and could do a really good uh, Bowser or King Koopa in this. What they have him doing in this is not a good performance. I think said... Bob, Bob Hoskins does such a good Brooklyn accent. I didn't know for the longest time that he was British. I didn't know, like, that completely, like, woof. Like, Bob whoosh, Hoskins and John Leguizamo right are perfect for the Mario Bros. Yeah, if, again, the the minute, for me, the minute Bob Hoskins started talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, that is what I imagine Mario sounding like. He's very gruff he's got that brooklyn accent like Mm -hmm. there are two very different versions of mario talking there's charles martinet's version where it's like it's me mario wouldn't come for a couple more years after this yeah because that was uh, because it was for the it was for the uh it was the computer programs yeah the teachers typing in the the mario games i think that would have been before it was 94 or 95 because his first console one would be a 64 game yeah when he had the voice uh, the first Mario... So, 94 or 95, I think, yeah. is when he did the first Mario voice. Actually, actually uh, uh, not to um, actually here for a sec, but um, actually, Teacher's Typing was in 91. Okay, so he had been but cast as the he, voice. But did he talk in Teacher's Typing? He did. He did? Yeah. He did? Okay. I think so. I thought he only talked in I... Teacher's Typing, too. But either way, this... I personally kind of prefer Mario... Of all things, like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show in this movie, mm-hmm. where he has kind of the gruff Brooklyn accent. I don't know. That's just, okay. I prefer. Yes, he started. He started voicing in '91. So yes, okay, you are so correct. Yes. So he, yeah. the Super Show would be the first time we got a voice because yeah, that's late which '80s. Was Captain Lou Albano. Mm-hmm. Martinet would be the second, oh, God, and yeah. Bob Hoskins would be the third Mario voice. Yeah, of Major So. Yeah, uh, which again, considering this movie was probably in production for a long. Yeah, time. they started filming in '92. Yeah, so it makes sense that they would go with the Brooklyn voice. Cause... And because the also the Mario teaches typing wasn't mainline. So, and again, Charles Martinet's voice didn't become like the main Mario voice until Not we to got to, to the 64, really. Because yeah. uh, Mario only spoke in the off-brand games the or the uh, 
uh, computer yeah. games. Which, which I had the game where Mario, where you play board games with Mario, and you have Mario saying, Backgammon. What? Chess. Chickas. Yeah. Goldfish. Mario it was a Mario games. plays. It was, it's a computer game. Same people that did typing. And you just played... Look, uh, Mario just had his face on everything. Yeah. So. Which it makes sense why they wanted to make a movie, because Mario was bigger than any video game character had been. Mario is big. Mario is... I think this is actually the first time we've talked about a pure Mario thing in like all the yes. podcasts. So Mario is, without a doubt, the the video game character. Yes. Yeah. Like, you think video games, the first thing that comes to your mind is Mario. Is Mario. Yes. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would try to make a movie even back then, because this was right after Super Mario World. Yeah. The, so we would have had the debut. three main NES line games, a bunch of Game Boy games, yeah, which, and uh, uh, obviously teaches typing. Yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and especially, yeah, you know the you know the the Mario movie that really made it, the Mario game that really made him popular teaches <laughs> typing. Which, again, three especially just blew Mario the fuck up. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like the Mario first, Bros. Three I mean, is my personal favorite Mario game. So there's there's Sean's take here. Mario Bros. Three is his personal favorite. I mean, they did they did make a whole movie just to advertise for it, so. It's got to be huge. Yeah. Speaking I, of which, we should watch The Wizard. Ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> uh, well, we're on Mario takes out. Uh, my favorite's Galaxy. Yeah, I remember or, you saying that. Well, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I think that just has... All right, uh, Mason, what's your favorite Mario game at this point? Oh, god. Oh, man. <laughs> the youngest of the group, it'd be interesting to see, because uh, me, old man, is like, yeah, I, play, I played Super Mario Bros. 3 on the NES, and I loved it. And the... the the second oldest of the podcasts is like I'll go with one of the more modern (laughs) purely for nostalgic reasons because it was pretty much the first ever Mario game I ever played uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii Oh, fair. I don't think it's I don't think it's the best Mario game per se but just purely for but that was the first one that like I ever played Oh, no, never mind. I lied. My favorite Mario game is Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Great game. So that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That one, that one is But platformer-wise, which is, mm-hmm. of course, what you think of when you think Mario, it's Galaxy 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that Mario kind of is an impact on culture. Uh, and it is wild that it, it's going to take him 30 years to get to uh, ever making another movie. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, considering the considering, but also first think one. of a lot of other bad movie first franchises that have already look. We've already gotten two Hitman movies. We've gotten oh, two hit yeah. and two from completely different people. Like we've th- gotten two Hitman movies, both of which are trash. Yeah, we've gotten three Tomb Raider movies. We've they, gotten, and two different franchises from it. Two different franchises on Mortal Kombat that have been made yeah. in movies. Two uh, different three, Street Fighters. Actually, counting the animated ones. Uh, that's true. Yeah, oh, if we're counting animated ones. A lot shit. more. Like, yeah, Resident Evil has now had a, a seven movie franchise, a one movie, and then a TV show. And oh, a, and three animated movies. Again, so like, those. it's just wild that Mario Bros. and then Nintendo was held very close to the chest to post this. I mean, look, they had TV shows back in the day. Yeah, because uh, like the, they, the they, only... they they were okay licensing their stuff out. There obviously was the the Legend of Zelda TV show, the Super Mario uh, Bros. The uh, CDI games. That's what th- this that's, and that's this where... and then the CDI games are back to back, and that's what broke Nintendo wanting to license until the mid two thousands or early two thousands when they licensed Zelda out to Namco for Oracle of Agents, Oracle of Seasons, and Soul Calibur two. 
Oh, yeah. Which, credit where it's due, Nintendo seems to... I say that a lot on this damn show. That's, uh, that's, your, think, that's your take a drink line every time you say that. Uh, whoever was going to be take a drink. Dead. <laughs> um, I like that Nintendo does seem to be branching out more, especially with Mario mm-hmm. and their bigger franchises. Uh, Zelda has obviously got Hyrule Warriors. Uh, and Mario has the Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle games, mm-hmm. or just Mario Rabbids, I suppose, because the second one's called Spark Globe. Which, fun fact, those games actually smack. They are That's great. What I've heard. Really good. That's what I've heard. <laughs> which you wouldn't expect from a Mario Rabbids crossover. No. Nope. But they actually kind of slap. Um, but yeah, it it makes sense that they were burned so bad because yeah. this movie, <laughs> this movie bombed very bad, hard, like and, like it because it had. Especially for the time, a humongous budget. I want to say it was like forty million. Yeah, which, again, comparatively, Terminator Two had a budget of like twelve. Like it's a humongous budget. Forty, uh, forty-two million dollar budget between forty-two and forty-eight million, and worldwide it only made thirty-eight point nine. I'm pretty sure it went over budget, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. And that's one of the problems. Is like some of the actors who were only supposed to be on set for a few weeks, Dennis Hopper, was on set for 17 weeks. Yeah. With Dennis Hopper, it got to the point where, again, going back to the development, he would not even learn his lines mm-hmm. because they, the directors, again, you can pinpoint a lot of this movie's problems back to the directors. Yes. Uh, there's a reason they don't work in Hollywood ever. Yeah, because not a single one of the actors would ever work with them again. Yeah. And they'd never work on another movie again. That's that's one of those. that's like, nope. You made this. You made this hell. Uh, uh, but uh, Dennis Hopper, they changed the line so much. Dennis Hopper would just not learn them because he was basically like, "Fuck it, they're gonna change it later." What's and the point? Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo consistently got drunk on the set <laughs> because which, they were which yeah. so tired. Kinda, which I think kind of leads. It to actually their, again, it kind of helps chemistry. them. Uh, they yeah, have really good they chemistry. They were drinking buddies, so it helped them get like really good chemistry. Bob Hoskins nearly died on the set and uh twice multiple times (laughs) but the one positive that came from this not necessarily for the movie was this movie weirdly pushed visual effects forward a tremendous amount yeah like they developed new software that started to move from practical effects to digital effects that would really be capitalized on by things like jurassic park uh in the future and like while the effects in this movie aren't good it is kind of like that proto stage. Like this is the missing link of uh, uh, CGI. <laughs> so, ladies, so, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you're sitting down and you're having your MCU marathon, and you get to Endgame and the big Avengers assemble scene, none of that would be possible without the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yep. <laughs> Um, this movie's better than the MCU. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm very, I'm very obviously kidding. Don't fucking crucify me. This movie obviously came out uh, and was hated. Uh, hated by critics and audiences. Oh, across. Fun fact: uh, this is one of the few movies I can think of that has the exact same score on Rotten Tomatoes for critics and audiences. Both are out of twenty nine percent. Disney was actually trying to push this movie for a visual effects Oscar. Uh, it did not get nominated. I... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is what got nominated from Disney that year. Uh, <laughs> but they, I wonder which they one. actually one of the four they were pushed. They were pushing four movies to get a, a visual effects because again, we'll get to this when we talk about Held Up. At the time, these effects were incredible. Yeah, especially because when you think about it, this is 
one of the first uses of CGI. In mm-hmm. Very early CGI work that we would see in things like Terminator 2 and, and Jurassic Park that yeah, the, would really start to take advantage the, of it. The problem is they rely on it a bit too heavily and not for stuff that it should really be yeah. used for. Which it comes from really bad directors. Again, you can pinpoint all these movies' problems back to one source, which is very rare for any movie. So The other thing is that the... Uh, soundtrack released and it actually uh charted for a little while uh well the <laughs> it was it was off the strength of everybody walked the dinosaur wasn't it uh yeah there everybody was walking the dinosaur after this movie came out well the soundtrack for this movie actually comes and as i said that's mostly yeah. the uh that's mostly the you know for movies they track and a lot of the songs on the Thing weren't actually in the movie because that's what you would do. You would have a Mario Bros. that had one or, or you know, you'd have a soundtrack that had one or two songs on it, and then, you know, ten other artists singing songs that would go with it, you know, so. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, that... Yeah, the... the Sorry. The soundtrack was done by Alan Silvestri. Silvestri, yeah. And it the soundtrack's really good. The man, Yeah, the man who would go on to do both Infinity War and Endgame. So once again, so, Endgame, shit, you better I, be thanking your Mario Bros. I made a joke earlier, but shit, would Endgame exist without Mario? Uh, but yeah. Well, at least that part of it. At probably. least that part would. Initially, when we planned this podcast set out, I was expecting to talk a lot about the behind the scenes, but we watched the movie. And I think we really more want to talk about the movie than the behind the scenes. Just know that the behind the scenes is absolute chaos and there probably eventually will need to be a movie made about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a really excellent series on YouTube called Wahapon where he goes into disastrous developments of video games and movies. There's an episode on the Super Mario Brothers movie. That episode is fantastic. Yeah. It, It is an absolute disaster in every way. So one one more one more uh, thing I want to I want to bring up about the music, uh, you know what else on Sylvester did Thomas? Um, shit, a lot well, of name, stuff. Then I was gonna say he's done so much. The he name did three ten to so Yuma. Familiar. I'm pretty sure he did Lilo and Stitch. Nice, Holy. yeah. So wow, yeah. <laughs> Again, okay, yeah. This movie's means immediately probably the sound. Now. Probably the, <laughs> <laughs> most likely, probably not the any of the music. But like more no, of no, 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 no. But, but yeah. I mean, like. Still, it's oh yeah, Lego Stitch is a great soundtrack. So, yeah, let's let's jump into the plot here of Super Mario Bros. Nineteen ninety three. <laughs> Try to keep in mind that this is supposed to be a Mario Brothers movie because you might forget. So, we open up on the Mario Bros. theme, and immediately you're like, ah, oh, cool, Mario well, Bros. And it's like they get this right, and then all and of then sudden immediately the we're talking game. about dinosaurs. And then the CDI game happens. Yeah, yeah. on oh, no. some of the worst like computer looking. Uh, it looks like an old early computer game graphics. Yeah, we're, I, I think we're also looking overlooking something important about this opening scene: the narrator. Yeah. Uh, yes, we have Don. a brief little narrator in there, voiced by Dan Castellaneta, aka Homer Simpson. Homer freaking Simpson. Which means it would have been very funny if it was in the Homer Simpson voice. And just <laughs> halfway, because he's a lazy shit, halfway through he just quits. And just lets it play out. With the initial story. Homer Can Simpson Can I get my voice? paycheck now? <laughs> uh, so we learn that what we're looking at is Brooklyn 65 million years ago. Before Which, the yeah, meteor hit. get a chuckle out And of me. dinosaurs yes. didn't fully die out. Uh... 
the meteor caused a rift in dimensions and dinosaurs still live. So I like to imagine that this movie in 65 take place in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason most of the dinosaurs died is not because of the meteor, it's because of Adam Driver. <laughs> a woman wow. leaves a bag on a doorstep and a nun opens the door and picks the bag up. Uh, and then the yeah, woman yeah. runs away into the tunnels of Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, I guess. And we see that the nun has a dinosaur egg. While the woman is running all Batman style, this is probably the most like ripped off from another movie style in the entire thing. Yeah. Is this run looks like it, the Batman runs? Yeah, yeah, it, and it's legit. shot and lit very Le- much like Batman. Legit, I think Mason pointed it out. Like Mason just started doing the bam, ba, da, da, bam, bam. <laughs> Koopa at- attacks the lady and she dies. Which I, I just realized, they say later on that Sol- Salieri or whatever the mm-hmm. hell his name is. Uh, him tampering with the uh, sewage, the system, the underground systems, is what opened the portal to yeah. New Dino. Well, then how did Koopa get through? I don't really know. Maybe they were doing something early. I honestly don't know, and I don't think it's explained. This movie doesn't like explaining things sometimes. Well, probably because they they, they were probably going to, and then all the the actors were like, "No, screw this." Well, they also, or they rewrote it sixteen I was times. Say, or they re- yeah. Or again, the director the, one day came in and was like, "You know what? This is what's going to happen today." Yeah, you know what? Uh, D- Dennis Hopper, stand the shadows over there. This is at the end of the movie. No, at the beginning. Okay. That a baby hatches from the egg that was left on the doorstep. Which may, Mason, may, Mason had, was Mason so... Had my, Mason had my favorite reaction of probably the whole time watching. Where I was like, what is this? And Sean's like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it okay? Uh, and there's a crystal. Uh, cut to the future. Yeah, we're, men- we're mentioning that there's a crystal as a, as a side note because the movie mentions it. It's just it like, look at note. this. There's a thing. Uh, Mario is at his desk taking a phone call and immediately we get Bob Hoskins playing Mario just awesomely. Ghostbusters, what do you want? The the minute, uh, again, I said it before, the minute Bob Hoskins starts talking, I'm like, yeah, I am okay. Luigi is laying on the couch like a lazy bum and Mario is like, nah, we gotta go get work. We're gonna go fix a dishwasher. And drops boots on his crotch, which... Yep. Was really funny. Was pretty funny. Uh, uh, again, this movie is actually genuinely funny when it comes to the Mario. I, I, I like to, I like to think that uh, the original script had him dropping the boots on his chest, but Bob Hoskins was just like, "I'm going to drop it on his dick." Because uh, <laughs> he was drunk. We get Good the name. line that Luigi says a lot in this movie: "You just gotta believe." Which is which is kind of weird that like this movie sees him as like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just gonna have, I'm gonna believe in everything," and then future games would have him. Being a sniveling coward. I was gonna say it's like weird. the complete opposite. I was gonna say it's weird that Luigi kind of ended up becoming the scaredy cat because in this game he's kind of the hothead. Yeah, in, in this movie, Mario is more the of the head. Mario's more of the scaredy cat at times. Scared of heights later on. Scared. Yeah, and even then, that's less scaredy cat and more like he's just the uh, wise. Old he's kind, kind of uh, uh, from Lethal Weapon. He's kind of I'm no, too old Danny for this shit. shit. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Uh, so we. Then get a weird, pol- like news report that's like talking about this dig that's happening on in this place. Blah 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 blah. And they're searching for dino bones, but blah 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 blah. And they're talking about that. And then Scapelli shows up and threatens uh, the bone digging lady, who will learn is Daisy. Yeah, stereotypical Italian name. 
Yep, Scapelli, who, oh, previously we did see uh, Mario and Luigi pull up at the location where they were going to fix it. Scapelli beat them there because Scapelli is a rival plumber slash mob boss. It's very odd. He's a plumber, a contract. It, he, they say he's a contractor. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny if... In the if you when, when when you're editing this podcast when you go back every time you say any anytime any of us say Sc- Scapelli you just interject with me going stereotypical Italian name moral <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot of work so no fair enough uh, we then get our spaghetti. first we get our first look at the Koopa Bros Iggy and Spike. Uh, Possibly, in popular opinion, they're the worst parts of this. Movie. They're like they I, grow on you as the movie goes on, but in the especially the early in, parts, in the, they're the really bad. I should say, beginning Spike and uh, Iggy are the worst parts of this. They movie. just don't do it. They're much. They're, they're dumb. Not, they're just like they're, they're there dumb. for bad comic relief. That's not funny. They're and they don't like. Yeah, they're kind of moving the plot along, but they're just kind of there. It's almost as if they're like, "Hey, we watched Home Alone recently. What if we tried to kind of do those characters, but made it dumber?" Yeah, yeah. which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> it's yeah. How do you get dumber from being outwitted by a ten-year-old? Well, watch this movie, and you'll find. Uh, <laughs> Mario, uh, the car, their van, their van breaks down a little bit, so they pull to the side. Luigi picks up. Uh, starts make, gonna make a phone call while Mario steps away, and then Daisy walks up as she needs to use the phone. Luigi stops his call and lets Daisy use the phone because Luigi is smitten. Which is, yeah, it's not Princess Peach. It's actually Princess Daisy in this movie. Which, which I like. I was gonna say I don't mind it, and it is kind of weird. I kind of realized this. This movie, unless you count the time Daisy was Luigi's caddy in the NES golf stuff. This movie is the first time Luigi and Daisy hook up. Sean, would you care to explain? That I like that it's Daisy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's... Either way, it wouldn't have been a problem. I just like the way they portray Mario in this movie. He really didn't need, like, to be the one saving. That's... you know, Like, yeah. for this movie, it works. I, you know, unless you wanted Peach saving. It, it just it was a way to, you know, do something a little different. And I think Daisy works in this. Uh, again, it's not necessarily, obviously not accurate, but I don't think them choosing Daisy was a a problem in this film. I don't think it was a problem either. It, it was a just, choice. It yeah. was a choice. Just kind of a why. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, not a bad why or just a yeah. question mark why. It, like, it's, it's just for like, what the yeah. movie they told and what they made here, Daisy works. That, not to say that it's the right choice. It's just that for what they did, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, like... As a kid, I was so baffled by this movie because I'm like, where's Princess Peach? Like, where is she? And she's just not in the movie. Yeah, not even a reference to Pauline. No. So, so like, it's it's very odd. Even though Mario does have a girlfriend, which we see later. We're about to see her in a few seconds, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, we see Luigi is about to throw on his flirting skills and and, uh, tells Daisy, well, we got a van. Would you like a ride? Uh, Which isn't creepy at all. Not at all. Uh, but Mario's also giving him hints the entire time, which is Mario uh, Love Guru is uh, the best part in a lot of ways. I like, wish Mario could be my wingman. Uh, <laughs> it kind of works, uh, and they drop her off at the dig site, and Luigi asks her out to dinner. It's a double date. Luigi and Daisy, and Mario and Daniela. Which, 
I'm, I'm not saying you had to name her Peach or Pauline or something, but like, I don't know. It's just it's just a strange name again. Like yeah, it's it's again, very when weird. It, when it, this movie has a lot of times where it's like you could have very easily just changed that a little bit to be more Mario, but well, again, at first the, when the way everything talking, I was like, did Mario pick up a hooker? Is that what <laughs> happened here? Like to get a double date, did okay, Mario pick up a hooker? That actually would have been fucking funny. Like yeah, that was my first like, thought. Like as they're leaving, Mario just like s- like uh, really sneakily hands her a twenty. Or yeah. Whatever. Plot twist: This isn't actually a Mario movie. This is Pretty Woman, starring Bob Hoskins. So <laughs> after the dinner, they leave. Uh, it's a weirdly awkward dinner because a lot of this early stuff is awkward, but also kind of charming. Like. Awkward, not necessarily, like, this early Mario, Luigi, Daisy uh, stuff isn't, like, it's very awkward, but, like, yeah, it just, it, I kind of like the tone that they're setting here with these characters. It's not Mario by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not, it's nothing that I think is bad. The bad stuff is really about to come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is where the movie gets bad, but also more fun. Because it's so, it. they yeah. Mario and Luigi stuff is good. Everything, Everything else, else is like what the fuck. So as they're leaving the day, the dinner date, Mario and Daniela go off, and the Koopa Bros, being as dumb as they are, think, ah, the woman switched places. So they chase after Mario and Daniela first. Luigi and Daisy go to the dig site where they see that it's been sabotaged. I know you were probably like just swallowing there or clearing your throat or something, but I like to imagine that you remember Mario's girlfriend's name, but not the main woman of the movie. <laughs> Who was that woman there? Luigi and um, uh, what's her face? <laughs> Luigi and uh, uh, that that chick from Sarasahasa Land. <laughs> Daniela was kidnapped. Mario, I don't. Did Mario? Does they're chasing Mario on that? Did Mario realize that Daniela was kidnapped there? I, um. I, Maybe I don't didn't I don't, think he did because he's back at home. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he. Re- I, don't I don't think, think he realized, realized it. it. Or if he yeah, did, he did not care. Well, because he and da- yeah, no, no, no. I don't think he realized it because he and Danielle were like, yeah, uh, he's like, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna like take a fucking nap or whatever because I'm old as shit. And Danielle was like, okay, I'll go home. And as he's uh, leaving, as she's leaving, rather, she gets kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, so Luigi and. Daisy arrive at Mario at the apartment and tell Mario, we need your help with plumbing. And Mario's just like, plumbing on it. He is deadly serious with plumbing. Like this, like Bob Hoskins should have been in the trailer for Commando with how seriously he, he takes plumbing. They, they, Mario really takes plumbing seriously. And while that's not necessarily Mario's character in the video games, I really like plumbing Mario. I really I, like that, that they that leaned the, into the was, plumber. That was something that I brought that I brought up, uh, like during the, the this plumbing scene. I was like, with all the things that they got incorrect about them about the Mario franchise, this is the one part where they overcorrected. Because <laughs> yeah, Mario's a plumber. I don't think he does a damn bit of plumbing in any of the games. Sure, he does. Yeah. He goes into a lot of pipes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, well uh, but I could go into a pipe. Does that make me a plumber? Well, you'd also probably be dead. Bob's a small dude. <laughs> uh, so, as they fix all the issues and all these things, Daisy gets swept away and lost and yelling, which actually leads to another good that Mario understands things is Luigi's about to jump in after, uh, down, and Mario's like, no, 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 that's the echo. And it's like, this how way. do you know? I've been listening to pipes my whole life, kid. Yeah. Because Mario is like Yoda, but with plumbing. They get to this weird rock sand wall, and Daisy's like slightly coming through it, 
and she gets pulled away, but they get the the, the crystal meteorite rock thing. Uh, and then they decide, well, let's jump on through and get let's let's go see what's going on. They jump into the rock, and we arrive in Dino Hatton. Which is just a fantastic name. Yeah, they're yeah. really <laughs> obsessed with dinosaurs in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you could say, well, it's 1993, it's right after Jurassic Park, but it's not. It's Believe not, it's, it's right around Park. Jurassic Park. It would have been filming, I think, a little before or right with Jurassic Park. And it's just, it's such a weird, like, I mean, again, of all the things to take from Mario, the fact that Yoshi is a dinosaur and they're like, what if we extrapolate all these dinosaurs? Yeah, the, and the, it's the Koopas di- are reptilian. It's dinosaurs and fungus, mm-hmm. and because Mario eats mushrooms, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, and there is a mushroom kingdom, which I don't think they ever mentioned by name. So they fall into it. We get our first then look at a Goomba uh, as he's uh, King Koopa, who around King Koopa, who is, hates fungus uh, and is kind of a germaphobe and might be coded gay. There's so many different things they're doing with this and I, I think it has to do with the directors and writers and that Dennis Hopper was just like I don't care anymore like no, Dennis Hopper he, like Dennis, he, uh, one of the was it you that said like Dennis Hopper just doesn't give a fuck he, he it was specifically like near the end of the movie where I'm just like wow he does not fucking yeah. care and so like you can tell like, this uh, mentioning during the movie this really could have been Raja Julia in Street Fighter giving just an all time great performance in a bad movie that's not what this is. That's not what this is at all. No. Uh, so, Koopa, the Koopa Bros, sorry, the Koopa Bros are back to King Koopa and they say like, look, we got the girl for you. And he's like, well, all right, where's the rock? And they're like, what rock? And it's like, I specifically told you to bring me the rock that she has around her neck. So we see the Koopa Bros are dumb. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, the, the plumbers must have it. And, one of three lines in the movie Dennis Hopper does deliver like pretty fantastically. He's just like, plumbers. Yeah. Uh, he he uses plumbers the same way that Chris Pratt uses Koopas. <laughs> to which part the uh, Mario Bros decide to be the naive motherfuckers here and uh, an old lady holds them up. They're like, are you new here? Yeah, I've never been here. Do you have any weapons? No, we don't have any weapons. Then this is a stick up. Have you... Did any of you watch the 87 Ninja Turtles show? I've seen some of it, yeah. Parts of it, yeah. There's a bit in, like, the very first episode, I want to say, where an old lady, like, sees the Ninja Turtles, but instead of, like, running away, she reaches into her shopping cart and pulls out a fucking machine gun. And that's all it it reminded me of. It's like like the the old lady from Goldfinger. (laughs) The old lady steals the uh, crystal meteorite rock thing, and uh, and as she tries to escape, is immediately thrown into traffic by Big Bertha. Yeah, Big Bertha just fucking whips Look, Mario's ass. I'm not saying Big Bertha steals the show, but every scene with Big Bertha rocks. <laughs> yeah. Also, Mason's always the horny one. It's now it's my turn. Big Bertha, fucking Big Bertha's fucking hot. So I ain't. Fair enough. Fair enough. So she takes the meteorite and leaves. Uh, the Mario Bros. continue wandering around, and it's where we're introduced to Toad. Is it a small mushroom? No, it's, it's just a... It's just a guy. It's, it's a just a guy game. with a weird shaved bit on his head, and, uh... A guitar. And a guitar. For some reason. Because yeah. Toad loves music, didn't you know that? You know, of all the Mario characters, Toad is the one to most likely be the bard. 
But he's playing <laughs> the thing I is want Mario D and D now. He's playing <laughs> anti King Koopa music, and so he is arrested. Because his music is basically like King Koopa's a fascist, King Koopa's a fascist, a fascist, 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 fascist. The police are like, hold on, what do you mean? Toad's like, buy my new single, King Koopa's a fascist, on SoundCloud now. (laughs) Toad absolutely would have a SoundCloud. (laughs) Sorry, Mario, you're a princess out in a castle. By the way, have you heard my SoundCloud? Oh, goddammit. So uh, then Mario and Luigi step in to try to stop, and they're like, Plumbers, you're under arrest. Okay. And then Luigi gives the best line possibly in the movie. No, he's a plumber. I'm just apprenticing. <laughs> he just tries to ball Mario out. I thought that was actually pretty fucking funny. Uh, they get to the police department where we learn the police cars don't have brakes. For some reason. Yeah, I thought it was all the cars. Like, But no, a car later on in the movie uses, uses brakes. brakes. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Again, and possibly due to the 87,000 rewrites. When they brought in uh, Daisy, I forgot to mention that the King Koopa mentioned, or the Koopa brothers mentioned that uh, she was being defungused. Well, we get to see that defungusing as they defungus Mario and Luigi, and it's as awkward as it sounds. Yeah. yeah I, it's very odd. I... <laughs> The minute they, like, pulled Mario and Luigi's pants and sprayed down their crotch area, I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is also this is also the scene where we get, I think, arguably the most famous part of this movie where they're like, name? We're not well, quite there yet. Oh, we're not think, quite there yet? Are we? Yeah, we are there. I was yeah. going yeah. yeah. to say that is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He's I... like, name? Mario. Last name? Mario. <laughs> How many Marios are there between you? It's three. It's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Look, John Leguizamo may have been drunk the entire time, but drunk John Leguizamo... (laughs) Look, I'm not saying he wasn't drunk the whole time. I'm saying that he maybe sobered up occasionally during scenes. Okay, all right. You know, but drunk John Leguizamo is giving the best performance you can possibly give in this movie. (laughs) You know what? If he was drunk when he recorded Ice Age, I probably would have liked that movie more. (laughs) Uh, So then we have them like chained into this room and these guns pointed at them and they think they're about to get shot nope surprise the guns are just cameras because there are no actual guns in this movie they're always something else it's like flamethrowers or or de-evolution guns and things like that which uh another line i liked from dennis hopper where they take the pictures and he's just like are we dead (laughs) uh the the uh king koopa then pretends to not be king koopa uh, and he says that he is from a law firm with just a lot of reptilian names in it. We th- yeah, that, so we we then end up with the weirdest Better Call Saul episode I've ever seen. Uh, and he wants the rock from them, and they're like, "Nah, nah we don't know. We we don't know where any rock is and things like that." Which again, a scene that could have been a bit funnier. It was fine, but I think it could have been a bit funnier. Like, yeah, we need to talk to that prick King Koopa. <laughs> and King Koopa plays that off, and it, the, legitimately, this should have been a great scene. This scene's not, but no, again, if you're been. a lot of it, I think is again on Dennis Hopper, either the script, the directors, or him not caring at this point. Or I don't a combination know what it is. of all, all three. Yeah, three or a combination doesn't help this scene here. Uh, but then he goes into his bad guy monologuing as they de-evolve Toad, and we see how Goombas are made. And let me tell you. Anyone that saw a Goomba when they played Mario never asked, how are these made? Where on the evolutionary line do these things exist? But this movie dares, it dares to answer that question. And we see as Toad becomes 
a Goomba. I just want a, I just want a T-shirt of like you know those those like evolution yeah. charts. But it's, it's the but Mario. It's, but it's turn, But it's like a Mario character turning into a tall Goomba. <laughs> and yeah, weirdly, when they become a Goomba, they get really tall. The shortest characters in Mario become really tall. Yeah, maybe, that's never maybe explained. that was a joke. And then the production part. I don't know. They like knock. King, they break free. King Koopa gets knocked in the chair and becomes more dinosaur-esque it's weird he gets knocked into the chair but they get him out enough that he doesn't de-evolve but you see like his eye turn reptilian Mm -hmm. so as we're running away we get our first shot of a bob-omb uh as it's in the fungus uh there is something funny how much uh, mario hates fungus in this movie like just always like fungus uh fungus Fungus. (laughs) yeah again a thing that is never described in any of the games. They're always it's just all, mushrooms. They're always called mushrooms, but, but no. We, we gotta we call got, them fungus. We got fungus in this Be- Because movie. mushroom isn't as hardcore a name, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we see that the Goombas famously, like all Mario games, shoot fire. I remember that from every Mario game. As they oh, shoot yeah. fire from their fire guns at Mario and Luigi. Uh, who then drive away, don't have brakes, go through a pipe, and crash into a desert. That, which I believe was one of the scenes that almost killed uh, Bob, Bob. But uh, they're saved by the fungus Bob. as they're going down. The fungus keeps them from really crashing as they go through the pipe. But before they go through they the pipe, they get bungeed with. We uh, we do get their, their their famous line glug 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 glug, which joked out there was Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo in between sets taking and doing take getting saves, getting ready to take, take their shots. I was gonna say that wasn't in the script. It's just Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo. Like, uh, they're like, all right, shooting days on. All right, glug 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 glug. But so guess what? Wasted. We're ready for something also awkward because this movie loves awkwardness. As the Koopas walk into. Uh, King Koopa and his lady friend Lena, who we didn't hear her name till later, uh, in a mud bath. The Koopa Bros come in there and they're like, "Yeah, they got away, you know." And he's like, "Well, go get them in the rock, you know. You need to go get them in the rock." And then he delivers quite possibly the worst line of the movie. I like mud baths. I like mud baths. They're both dirty and clean at the same time. Which the minute he said it, uh, all three of us were like, well, uh, we've got a new contender for like one of the worst lines, period. Yeah, like it's, it's like up that's, there. That's up there with the fucking that is not true, it's bullshit. Or the fucking uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, too bad you, you will, will die. die. Or so the, one that, the one that we brought up from X-Men. Oh what yeah. The, to a toad when you get struck by lightning. The same thing as everything else. As everything else. Good that doesn't God. make sense, Storm. <laughs> I always think the... This is a weird tangent on that, but the, all, I'm always thinking that X-Men, that line, is I think those are from two different takes, and they didn't match up, but the takes didn't. So, like, like they read it different ways, and so it was probably supposed to be something different. <laughs> Which, okay. You know, that's that, my best guess. At that point, just edit out the fucking line. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that's my best guess, because otherwise it's just like... Who thought of that line? <laughs> uh, I, I guess it makes sense, but in the same way where it's like, you know what happens to a person when he gets shot? Same thing that happens to everything it's else. Like, it's like kids with the bad jokes, you know, like, why did the monkey fall out of the tree? Because it was dead. dead. You know, that's the type of line it is. Uh, so King Koopa leaves his mud bath and puts his uh, cousins, the uh, Iggy and Spike, into the chair and evolves them so they become smart 
Which is where they start to get more tolerable. Yeah, they actually, when they become smarter, they become quite a bit more tolerable, which we'll get that in a few seconds. It is, it is an interesting flip, uh, having smart henchmen instead of dumb henchmen, especially when the smart henchmen were dumb henchmen to start with. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I give credit for this movie for being a little creative at that part, at least. But yeah, we then props to you, movie. You did a thing. <laughs> we get uh, a quick shot. It's a very quick shot of them walking across the desert, and Luigi is shirtless. It's it's there. <laughs> but this, I mean, it is the desert, so it makes sense. Luigi is shirtless, but Mario is it's still, still wearing, bundled like, up in a <laughs> coat. Uh, I'm surprised that didn't kill him. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so. We then get a shot of Daisy being brought into to King Koopa, where we are introduced to real-ass dinosaur Yoshi. <laughs> and yeah, it's just the a, best way, because yeah, that's what he is. It's, yeah, exactly. You know, Sean's exactly right. He's just a real-ass dino. And Koopa is, he says some really creepy things, sending her away, and then like, Talking about, like, I'll use her later. And it's like, I don't like this. It's like, he no like you. Um, he no like you. Call the police. They talk about the crystal and the rock and <laughs> needing stuff. And, like, it's just, it's really weird. And so then we go, we have a scene of Daisy and Yoshi kind of bonding together. And that's cute. Like, Yoshi, it's he, not the great look, but Yoshi is still cute. Yoshi, yeah. Yoshi doesn't look like fucking Yoshi, but he's still... The animatronics are really good on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a cute enough design. And that that does kind of go into the to the flip side of this movie. Where when we we said earlier that like the best parts of this movie are when uh, Mario and Luigi are together. When they're not on screen, this it, movie kind of drags. It, yeah. it does. It really does kind of drag. Because they're trying Mario. to set up this world that is really dumb. I was gonna say it's yeah. it's not a world that makes sense. Yeah. Like, again, I brought it up earlier. Going back to Warcraft, like that movie's got like a hundred. That movie's got a bunch of problems, and I will never deny that. But it sets up that world pretty solidly. This world just has so many inconsistencies, and it just doesn't make sense. And it's like, I don't, I don't you don't care after a certain point, you know? Like, yeah. The At this point, then, uh, the Koopa Bros try to capture the Mario Bros. It doesn't go well, and the Mario Bros capture them. And But then they broker a deal, smarter... Koopa Bros and the Mario Bros broker a deal that the Koopa Bros will help them find Daisy if they will give them the rock. Yeah. They know that the rock's bad or destruction kind of, and they explain what's going to happen that the worlds are going to collide, but the Mario Bros are okay with giving the rock. It, it's not really explained if they're thinking of double crossing or they're just. Well, also, like, it's, literally, yeah, well, also, like, literally the next scene, the Koopa Brothers are like, yeah, fuck Bowser. Yeah. So it's like, or it, fuck Koopa. So it's like, I, I before guess that, before that scene happens, though, we uh, get them stop getting a trash truck and uh, knocking out guys in gimp masks that I didn't realize until Mason said, hey, it's shy guys. And I go, oh, dear God, it's shy guys. <laughs> I didn't either. Mason's like, oh, hey, it's shy guys. And both me and John are like, oh, fuck. Because they're <laughs> silent and it's clear they are shy guys. And I was like, I, <laughs> I hate all life. <laughs> You're welcome. Again, this movie is like, how can we make sure that Mario and Luigi are never in their right colors? Uh, Mario is in yellow and Luigi's in orange as they go into Big Bertha's nightclub. Part of me is like, alright, now you're just fucking with me. Because they're literally like in each other's opposite colors on the color wheel. Mm -hmm. Like orange is right next to red and yellow is like right next to green. So I'm just like, so not only you fuck up their colors, but also 
you somehow fucked it up so bad they're just opposite and I'm like you're fucking with me look I mean, you're I'm, fucking with I me made now. the I made the joke when the when the scene came up that maybe the costume designers were colorblind just picking costumes uh Look, if you're going to adapt Big Bertha to a weird post-apocalyptic universe, making her a part of a nightclub owner, yeah, yeah. Yeah, making her a nightclub bouncer who just punches people randomly. Big Bertha punches now, ask questions later. Which, I don't know if this scene was intentionally funny. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be, but Mario comes up, tries to hit on Big Bertha, and she just sucks. Locks him in the face, (laughs) but that doesn't stop Mario. He comes back, and then we get suggestive Mario dancing. Yeah, that was one of the moments where I was like, this is supposed to be a kid's movie. And funnily enough, uh, going back to like behind-the-scenes stuff on this movie, this whole scene, a lot of the dancers were strippers. That checks out. Uh, while he's like, a, like oh, Big Bertha... Sorry. You're fine. Big Bertha straight up... like It's not like suggestive dancing, like, say, in uh, other kids' movies where, you know, they're just kind of dancing. And it's like, oh, you can kind of read something in that they're getting close and nuzzling but like it's not that bad in this one she's straight up like grinding on mario's crotch yeah and it's like oh oh she wants that plumber <laughs> she wants him to, she she, she wants wa- him to work with her pipes like, yeah. <laughs> he's kidding me she wants the plunger so <laughs> in the suggestive dancing mario steals the rock which and might- we then get a whole weird scene where Lena's coming in with the uh, with, with the Goombas. Goombas. There's a weird Mario and Luigi do a football play to throw the rock. In, in which I don't think the writers or directors knew anything about football. I mean, that might have been the joke. Lena, it was Luigi. Lena it. gets it the Luigi's. rock out of this. That's fair. The Koopa brothers are now on their side as they have decided that King Koopa is a fascist. Like they literally call him a fascist just to his face the in the switch. next scene. I was like, wow. I imagine I, I that they got credit in the car. that they just didn't censor it. Like, yeah, he's fascist. Fuck I him. imagine they got in the car and while they were all in the car, Mario and Luigi just happened to turn on the radio and Toad's hit single was on there and they're like, wait, <laughs> King Koopa's <laughs> a fascist. Wait, King Koopa sucks? Oh, no. Um... But, uh, <laughs> Mario and Luigi do the football play to try to get the rock away. Ah, rhyme. Uh, but Alina, is that her name again? Yes. She catches it. Big Bertha then decides to save Mario and Luigi because she has been smitten for Mario. And give credit, Mario's not like disgusted or anything. He's just straight up like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as they're escaping, Mario and Big Bertha get the kiss and they escape. Uh, then we get a shot of King Koopa. Sitting at a th- or ta- standing at a throne room, talking to a fungus, and we'll get to what this fungus is in a few minutes. But God, this is the in a movie with a lot of dumb plot points. I think this is the single dumbest plot point I in the movie. I think you're right. Yeah, I yeah, think you're, you're right. right. Like this I, is so dumb. I remember. I'll I'll bring up my reaction when the twist is brought up. But it was yeah. Yeah. Uh, then King Koopa orders a pizza. For yeah. some reason. Which will have a really funny joke payoff later, but... Yeah, but for... You know why the scene was in there? To have that funny joke Yeah. Payoff. You know, I don't I so, don't even think the payoff needed the setup. I think you could have just had... Yeah, just had him, like, randomly. When we, when we get to the payoff, I think that we could have just had the payoff and it would have been funny. So, um... Maybe. Then, 
they're going around a bunch of pipes and Mario is like, we can sabotage all these pipes. And there's pipe solutions, which will later come around for uh, when they do ice stuff in the pipes is because they sabotage the heating and cooling. Yeah, which again, credit where it's due. I like that Mario and Luigi's idea. I like that they're not like superheroes. They're fucking plumbers. They're plumbers from Brooklyn. They don't know shit about this post-apocalyptic stuff, but they can fuck up your pipes if they want to. Exactly. (laughs) And they break into a locker. And we finally get Mario and Luigi in costume. Yeah. Why is Luigi sat backwards? Because he's a cool young youth of New York. It's just how the design is. So they finally get them in the right colors, and then they can't even put the hat on right. Look, I kind of like Lu- I kind of like the backwards Luigi hat in this. Like I understand why Mace if, is if up there, but other, I kind of like it. If it was any other version of Luigi, I'd hate it, obviously. But That's for this fair. version, it works. Yeah. So. Uh, they get into an elevator and a bunch of go- uh, Goombas come in. That happens. Uh, yeah. And But before all of that, uh, the Koopa brothers basically tell King Koopa to go fuck himself. Uh, yeah. Again, literally just call him a fascist to his yeah, face. Yeah, to his face. And King Koopa's like, all right, you guys dying. <laughs> Two you, kids ad- going to die tonight. Ad- admittedly, another pretty uh, fine... Another... A line that could have been good if it was written better, but just... Uh, one of them says fascist, one of them says tyrant, and Koopa's like, ruler of this land. Like, that would have been kind of funny if... Done better, yeah. delivered better. If he was like, yeah, I rule this land. Fuck off. And he just kills him or whatever. Then the PG-13 F-bomb in the Mario movie. We see that Lena has the rock. And she is going down. What? Yeah, I yeah, that's yeah. it. That's I it. She's going down, and King She's Koopa learns down. that she has the rock, and he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and she goes to Daisy's uh, room where she's being held prisoner. So it's like, hey, this used to be my room. Now I'm a shank you. Yeah, and we <laughs> learn that your father still exists. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, this she, where that twist she is kid, Okay, so here we go. First, before we get that, we have the, Mario and Luigi to avoid the Koopas from or the Goombas from noticing them are dancing in the elevator. Yeah, okay. That's just happening. a scene where I was like, they did all the drugs. They did all of the drugs doing this scene. Um, and yeah. So Lena takes Daisy into the into the chamber with her fa- where her where her father is. Shocker of all shockers, her Wait. father is the fungus. Were you about to say spoiler alert? No, I was trying to say shocker, and it just wasn't coming out. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, which genuinely my reaction was. Uh, Mason and Sean were both like kind of wide eyed screen. Sean was like, "Oh, I forgot about this twist." There was like a couple seconds of silence, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> so, turning the king into something is not... And it says, King Koopa turned him into a fungus, is what it says. And he was the first fungus that's infecting this land. The, turning the king into something is not uncommon. Mario Bros. 3, famously, all the rulers of each world get turned into an animal by... Uh, by by the Koopa Kids, whichever one of are them. One of them, famously, is Donkey Kong Jr. One of them gets turned into DK Jr. in that is game. Is that why he's not in any of the new games? He got turned back into a king? Because <laughs> uh, he shows up in Mario Kart, and then he had a skin in 64. Mario Kart, one of those 64 games. Yeah, he did. Okay, I don't fucking know. <laughs> There's a rumor that Donkey Kong Jr. is Donkey Kong's father. The Donkey Kong we know's father. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes Cause sense. Because Cranky is the OG Koji's, donkey. Yeah, Cranky's the grandfather. Yeah, because Cranky is the OG, but we don't know the in-between because he's no grandfather. So there's this whole online rumor that, that and thought process that DK Jr. was uh, uh, 
Donkey, the Donkey Kong we know from Country and Beyond's father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we, we interrupt this Mario movie podcast to bring you Donkey Kong lore. Well, because we know we know it's not Donkey Kong from that because God Donkey Kong gets turned into a kid. We get Donkey Kong's kid form in one of the Mario and Luigi games, and it's not Donkey Kong Junior. Yeah, it, it, it's Yoshi's New Island or whatever. D K Donkey lore. <laughs> Look, weirdly, I, I have a pretty good sized passion for like Donkey Kong Country and the lore around it. So yeah, I can easily get distracted on that. <laughs> All right, so monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was Donkey Kong's parents in this movie. So, so we now know that Fungus is father. Yoshi saves the day and gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets fucking shanked in the throat. Which I was genuinely like, "Oh shit!" Did they just kill Yoshi? Uh, um, I sorry. Going back to the twist, why? And one of the reasons it didn't work for me personally. Sorry. There's no build up to None. it. Like we don't they, care about the king. The early say, shot is they is say like, they're like dead. yeah they say like oh your your father the king I took care of him and I'm like okay so he's dead but now he's he's a fungus and I'm like it's just dumb. It's just <laughs> in, it's such a weird like I I have to imagine it was in the in, at least in the original script had something tied maybe to what they were doing in Mario Bros three. But now yeah. it's distorted, all of these things, and it's just, it's dumb. <laughs> so, we get a point where Mario's like, I'm afraid of heights, and so... And so, again, fly, a, another funny part... Which is a really the, funny bit. I was going to say, another part of the bit, uh, movie I actually thought was funny. Luigi jumps, and he's like, oh my god, Mario, we can fly. There's like a wind updraft here or something. And Mario's like, okay, I'll trust you. And Luigi looks up. His overalls are just on a hook, and he's like, "Oh shit! No, 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 no!" As Mario leaps to basically his death, I like to I, li- I like to think Luigi knew that he was on a hook, and he was just screwing with Mario. Yeah. Uh, we then have uh, Daisy in the throne room, and she's over at one of the machines and picks up one of the guns, which is just the zapper from the NES. That's what the gun is. Yeah, to, like, point at the screen and fire just, it's, it's, instead of a mouse, you have a gun in this yeah, world. Yeah, uh, which then she communicates. What does a mouse look like? <laughs> this is definitely a gun. <laughs> she communicates with uh, Luigi, and Mario and Luigi arrive into the throne room. Oh, sorry. Oh. Just, no, sorry, just again, another, another actually pretty solid line. Mario falls in the elevator shaft, but gets jumped back up by the fungus. Luigi grabs him, and they're celebrating. And Mario's like, I'd high-five you, but then you'd be an only child. <laughs> that was a really good line. Uh, we have Mario then says he's going to go off and save his girlfriend, Daniela. Who, by the way, has also been kidnapped. Been kidnapped. That was also revealed earlier I, in the movie, but... Yeah, it was care. one of them because <laughs> all the women had been disappearing. Yeah. It's a plot point in the movie. It's, we have overlooked it as much as the movie overlooks there it. There is enough... Say. Overlooked plot threads in this movie to weave a blanket. Uh, King Make Koopa saw uh, saw Daisy. I did actually forget her name for a Cut. second there. Wow. <laughs> forgot. Wow. I saw Daisy uh, with the gun uh, communicating with the Mario Bros. So when Luigi and Daisy try to exit, they walk right into King Koopa's trap. Yeah. While Mario saves Daniela and the other uh, girls that have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Leading to... Honestly, before saw... Mario saves, though, before oh, Mario saves, <laughs> Lena gets taken down. Oh, that's right. She gets, like, fried or something. No, 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 that's later. No, she does. Oh, she does get electrocuted. Yeah. Oh, shit, she does get electrocuted. Yeah. But she stands up, she's fine. She'll get electrocuted worse later, but yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but then, yeah, Mario saving his girlfriend, Daniela, happens. 
Which leads to, honestly, I thought it was a solid action scene. Like, not fantastic or whatever, but I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. Him, It was rescue, and then they, we have ice pipe sledding, which, look, if you're not going to do the Mushroom Kingdom or anything that looks like it, if you're going to get an ice level in, this was a really good way to make an ice level. It looked like it looked like something out of an amusement park, like at Universal Studios. <laughs> yep. Considering the fact that Disney published this movie, that it just gets shot. <laughs> King Koopa like a universe <coughs> King no. Koopa currently has the meteorite and uh, when they get down to all that King Koopa has them all <laughs> because you know that's basically what happens because they run into it and he captures them because it, it's a, kind of funny that's where we get the pizza line yeah because uh, yeah, yeah, like, like we said he's ordering pizza and he's holding them up at gunpoint and the soldier calls sir your pizzas are not now uh, like, like like i said i feel like that setup works on its own it does that punchline sorry works on its own you don't you need, didn't need, you didn't the, need the, the weird scene of him ordering pizza but yeah, whatever maybe maybe mario finds a bu- <laughs> mario finds a bullet bill but instead of like using it that way we put it in a shoe and fire a shoe at which King Koopa. I, that's not a cool scene by any or even a good scene but I, believe it or not, actually do get what they're going for. And Whoa. it's that Mario... Whoa! Mario's crafty. Yeah. That's uh, like, oh, I know Mario, what that Mario is creative and crafty. That was what they were going for. He didn't have a weapon, so he used his shoe. Yeah, which so is the that, It's just that they use, they use Mario iconography in a very weird way way too many times. It's like, you didn't need to use a bullet bill here then. You didn't need to use a bullet... Why yeah, is this could... thing called Thwomp? What is all yeah. this? It's like, see... Look, we're definitely a Mario movie. We're definitely Mario. You yeah, can tell. It's, it's just, yeah. Uh, as Mario goes off to attack King Koopa, who has been knocked into this, like, center flower pot thing. Yeah, it's like this uh, gravel dispenser. Yeah. My, fir- <laughs> My first thought was something completely irrelevant. Shocker. My first thought was actually that coal dumping thing from that one episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> so. Uh, so that happens. Before Mario gets over there, Luigi tells him to trust the fungus. Which Mario does by, like, using the fungus to block one of Koopa's shots. I think that happens later, but... Yeah, we'll we'll get... Don't worry, we'll get to some of that. (laughs) Luigi and Daisy chase Lena. She is not dead. She has the meteorite, and uh, they are chasing her as she is trying to put the meteorite in the big meteorite. Mario and King Koopa do a little bit of a fight knocked down uh and mario and koopa are kind of in a standoff and he, mario's pretending that he has the meteorite in his hand and oh, so oh. koopa was not shooting him uh you, you you did forget to bring about uh at one point before that part uh mario shuts off a uh, bob we're getting there we're oh, not did, quite there yet oh i thought because he, he had early i did forget to say he grabbed a bob on but he's holding it and as people are passing by someone goes ah a bomb and he's like a bomb and he's like all right and he yeah, so he sets yeah, the bomb off yeah. which then it walks and falls down a grate again three lines Dennis Hopper actually delivers pretty solidly in this movie one the plumbers at the beginning two the not now with the pizza and three this bomb bomb a four because we'll get to another one yeah later, uh, we find out that uh, Lena gets electrocuted again and this time very dead which. And Daisy's like, I'm the only one that can touch the meteorite. Me- uh, they've also evacuated all the other women out in back to the real world. Which, uh, 
look, I brought up earlier that the MCU, the MCU deserves a lot for this movie, took a lot for this movie. The DCU did too, because it's the Man of Steel thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, get all the get all the civilians out so that they don't get no, hurt. No, I was more talking about the meteorite getting shoved. Oh, the thing. okay. Like how Superman's key gets shoved into yeah, a little bit escape pod uh, in the movie. I've never seen so Man of Steel. So we see. God damn it. <laughs> And as Mario and King Koopa are standing, they disintegrate and end up in the real world. Which immediately gets us a shot of the Twin Towers. Yeah, the Twin no, Towers being de- destroyed. Destroyed, yeah. Which, which, is, which like, was like, woo! That was a moment where all of us were like, whoa! <laughs> Part of me was like laughing awkwardly, like, ha ah, ah, like fucking Tina from Bob's Burgers. Ah, this ah, did not ah. age well, this part. Uh, Bowser has his super scope, uh, which is his gun and he turns scapelli into monkey because they forgot scapelli existed until yep now. uh daisy monkey. daisy yeah, that's and the fourth line software delivers good <laughs> daisy and luigi are able to successfully pull the meteorite out and they are mario and king cooper are transported back to dino dino hatton yep we had to go to the real world literally to show <laughs> the twin towers and monkey scapelli <laughs> yeah. and then they then they put the meteorite back in. They go back to the real world, and now the Pentagon's destroying. What? <laughs> uh, we see the Bob-omb slowly walking. King Koopa talks about how much he hates plumbers. Just God, he hates plumbers. Uh, and he's monologuing kind of a bit as Mario and Luigi are kind of now kind of it's at the end cornered. Yeah, he's got a flamethrower, but Big Bertha shows up. To save the day, because Big Bertha is the best character in the movie. And is she, the best day character. And she tosses Luigi. No, she already gave Luigi the jump boots. I'm pretty sure, didn't she? Yeah, they already had the jump boots, but she she does show up briefly there. Yeah, she gives her the because she punches. Boot. Uh, yeah, yeah, she punches out the one dude, and mm-hmm. she gives uh, Luigi the jump boots and two uh, devolver rays. Mm-hmm. So he jumps to Mario and gives him one. Yep. Koopa talks in there, and then we see the bob arrive right below him, wearing his Reeboks, and go boom. <laughs> the bob wearing the Reeboks, not King Koopa. I, yeah, I brought, I brought it up, because I, I brought I, it up when the bomb showed up. I got it confused for Adidas, and then I was like, I, no, wait a minute, I think it's I Reeboks. I thought you were joking. Like, genuinely, it was like, oh yeah, the Reeboks, and I'm like, okay. How I'm do you think they got money to film I, this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know. Nintendo's fucking stupid in the 90s. Well, Nintendo's stupid now. They went over budget. They needed a little bit of extra money, and they're like, hey, Reebok, you want to pay us something to put in this movie? You want, you want to pay us to put, put, to put your name on, the, on a shoe of a bomb? And the Reebok was like, sure. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, King Koopa is then stunned, and so they use the de-evolution race to turn him to dinosaur and then to ooze. Yeah, too, because uh, King Cooper brought up earlier, like, we all evolved from primordial ooze or whatever. Yeah, he becomes some sludge. This then, is, and the, the, it's also the scene where, like, King Koopa gets the closest to, like, looking like Bowser in the whole movie. nothing like Bowser. He just turns into a dinosaur. Say, I was going to say, and he still looks nothing like Bowser. Because this movie is obsessed with dinosaurs. For some reason. Then the Mario Bros. awkwardly fly around. Luigi uh, wants to still go. Wanted to go on a date, and they're talking about taking uh, Daniela to WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a line they said earlier. Where Mario? Yeah, no, it's right here. It's right here because they're about to leave. Is it here? I thought. I thought. I thought Daisy's gonna stay. 
as I thought it was earlier because Mario was like, oh shit, I need to save Danielle. I promised to take her to WrestleMania. Which, fun fact, this movie came out in, I believe, May of 93. Uh, WrestleMania yes. 9 was earlier that year in April, so Mario would be taking her to WrestleMania 10, which was one of the first ladder matches, so good choice, Mario. <laughs> uh, they wave goodbye, not just to Daisy, but also to Toad, who... Who's still a Goomba. Still a Goomba. And Yoshi, who Luigi met, but Mario never really did. So Mario should have a look on his face like, what the fuck is that? Uh, so, we then... Sk- I don't think anything surprises Mario now. Weeks later, uh, <laughs> they're excited to be on TV, and then another TV broadcast says the thing that no TV broadcast would ever say. They saved us from the other dimension and came through. They're the Super Mario Bros. Just imagine being in, like, uh, Wisconsin or some shit just watching that on TV. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying a dinosaur man appeared, destroyed the Twin Towers, and turned a man into a monkey and then disappeared. Which you can't say, like... Okay. Which you can't say it didn't happen because they have video evidence. So just imagine being everyone else in America. Just like, what the Look, fuck? Look, they all believe... Um, people believe the moon landing was fake. They all like, let it fake it. People also believe that computers <laughs> were going to destroy themselves That's in fair. the year 2000. And then so. we get our stinger that we joked was just somehow King Koopa returned because <laughs> Daisy, with a flamethrower, knocks on the door and says, you're not going to believe. We believe. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, it, it's classic uh, cliffhanger that doesn't go anywhere. Not really. There are a, a lot. There are a lot of those in the nineties. Yeah, there are a lot so of many of those because Godzilla and uh, yeah, uh, Godzilla has one. has one. There are a lot of those of like it's kind of the horror stinger that I'm not actually dead type of thing. Yeah, like uh, the uh, slasher raising his hand from the rubble or whatever. But yeah, that's Super Mario Bros. So the the way that I would describe this movie, and this was something I thought about while we were watching it, and the entire movie makes me think of this scene in particular from a different movie, because mainly because it's really the only scene from this other movie that I've seen. The Super Mario Bros. movie, the original, the one that we watched, reminds me a lot of the Deadpool fight scene in X-Men Origins Wolverine, where they take this character... And they do, their, they take their own creative royalties with it and do all these things with the character. And then they'll throw in like the eye color things onto his face to be like, oh no, we actually, we really, we really want to be true to the character. We really want to, we, we really like Deadpool. That's what this feels like to me is that they do, they take all these creative liberties with the, with the, with the Mario franchise and then they throw in like one one thing and like that like they give them their costumes finally and they're like you see we like mario i agree with a lot of like because a lot of the references i think the costumes is more just they were like this is a prequel like i think that's more of what it is Uh, but i do agree with a lot of the references this is trying to be kind of a prequel before they put on the overalls this is what they had and it's like before the plunger which is odd that their costumes in the game were always assumed were plumbing costumes, but they're not. When they put them on, it's just it's a very odd thing. Yeah. It's definitely a wink at the camera. But, yeah, we now have watched that movie. <laughs> and on this podcast... I, I think we've come out better, stronger men because of it. Fair enough. <laughs> and on this podcast, we ask two important questions of every movie that we watch. The first is, how does this movie hold up? Objectively... Well, 
it didn't even hold up well for the time. No. Like, objectively, this is a poorly made, poorly written, pretty badly directed, just kind of sloppy mess of a movie. Yeah. Subjectively, I fucking love this movie. So <laughs> Yeah. So, my... Uh, with friends. Mm-hmm. I will say that. My, my this... thing with this movie, uh, as far as holds up, is like, look, the computer graphics of the time, revolutionary, did a whole lot of things. Because they're kind of that infancy in the first step, they hold up really bad the directing and everything else makes this movie really hard to hold up but the thing that we noticed that held up and what has made this movie very enjoyable and a fun time for us the comedy held up really really well especially the chemistry between both intentional and unintentional yeah yeah between bob hoskins and john i wish bob hoskins and john leguizama could have done a movie a good movie together yeah like they should have been like a more powerhouse duo, like uh, absolutely than they were. Like, I could have seen them doing like a a, a remake of um, uh, oh, what's that one movie where Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are brothers? Twins. 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 I could see them doing like a twins type movie, <laughs> or like Step Bros. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could have been like the Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Yeah, they just, had, they just star in a bunch of uh, random comedies together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this movie wasn't good. And that's partly why they didn't do much else together again. Yeah. yeah. Like, Bob Hoskins didn't act very much after it as well. No. Like, he would he would do still more roles later on, but, like, he did not act a ton after this. And Leguizamo steered clear from kids and stuff for a while until Ice Age. Uh, yeah. And that was voice acting, so it was less of his face. Yeah. And, and Dennis Hopper was like, I don't like movies. <laughs> fuck this noise. Uh, fuck this movie shit. Uh, I like, like I said, I look. I love the shit out of this movie. I think I've brought that up plenty of times. Yeah, with friends. Yeah, that and is that's the, most the caveat part. Like again, we brought it up earlier. Street Fighter, the movie, I could watch alone and still have a ball. I love that fucking movie. Here, you need friends to enjoy. Absolutely, it because I can 100% guarantee if I was watching this movie alone, not 100%, I have pretty shit movie taste, but I can pretty much say that if I was watching this movie alone, I would not have liked it as much, and I might have actually kind of hated it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was at, because I watched it over a decade ago, and piled on it, and hated it, and you know, but I watched it by myself, and I definitely think, not. this is not an underrated movie, this is not a... You know, a misunderstood movie. It's a bad movie, but also it's overhated. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, it is overhated. It, it's not a good movie, but it doesn't deserve the vitriol, vitriolic hatred it gets. Is it, is it a bad interpretation of a video game movie? Yes. I don't think there's any arguing with that. But I think we can, they, there's also no arguing with that. There have been and probably will continue to be far worse. Yeah. yeah. This movie does not deserve the same amount of vitriol that other video video game movies rightfully get. Like, um, a good chunk of the Resident Evil movies. House of Max the Dead. Payne. House of the Dead, Max Payne. Uh, anything uh, Uwe Boll did. Pre- like, basi- yeah, basically anything Uwe Boll has touched. Annihilation. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, remember when he did a Far Cry movie? No, I don't. I don't want he to. He did a Far Cry movie. Jeez. How do you think it is? Yeah, so in, in the grand pantheon of video game movies... It's not good, but it's also not this, like, abysmal thing. And I think that people should give this movie a chance when watching it. Because that aspect of kind of the fun does hold up. 
Yeah. Uh, this is, I think, again, this is a great movie to watch with friends. Mm-hmm. This is a very good, like, drinking movie. Yes. Like, uh, get around with friends, grab a couple beers, uh, just... And laugh your ass yeah, off. laugh your ass off. And uh, whenever you're... <laughs> and whenever the slower parts come up, uh, just start drinking more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our second question we ask... What can modern movies take from this film? Um, so... This is a hard one because it obviously did things for modern films. Uh, computer graphics, visual effects, things like that it took from it. Uh, there's also, like, cynical answers we can have. Like, things like, don't hire bad directors, you know? <laughs> don't let husband and wife bad directors who treat your a- actors bad direct movies. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're divorced now, too. Yeah, they are. They divorced in 2005, I believe. But I think for me, the thing that I, I think a modern movie can take from this is both a negative and a positive for this movie. Because this movie didn't do it well. But I think it is. That, again, a perfect interpretation is not always needed to make a good movie. You have to keep the feel of the of everything still in tow. But a perfect interpretation is not there, needed. Again... The Mario Bros. aren't an, a great interpretation of the game, but they work really well, and I enjoyed them and would have enjoyed it a lot more in a movie if they got everything else at least the feel right. If Bowser felt like Bowser, if whether if they stayed with Daisy or they went with Peach, it felt like the princesses of uh, the games. If the Goombas, the Koopas, even if they looked ugly, felt like what we know. Was but none of them feel like it. If the Mushroom Kingdom felt like it. So... It- I like the idea of trying to take a different take on something as long as you keep the feel of it correct. And that's where this movie succeeds in trying to do something. It fails in actually executing it. And so that's what I would say in a a modern movie's takes. It's okay to adapt something. It's okay to to interpret something. But you have to make sure the feel is there. I can accept that. I can accept that. Um, Sorry, I just weirdly realized this. Was this the movie that inspired Daisy's tomboy personality? Possibly. Because very, very possibly. she didn't really have a personality before this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Just kind of a thing. Kind of uh, something I can say. I actually will say I think modern movies should take something a bit from this. And that is practical effects. <laughs> the practical effects, effects are pretty damn. It's even not even that they're necessarily good in this uh, times there. It's also that like it, you can see where there is use for them and where there's a use for CGI. You can yeah, mix and like, max them a lot better. Uh, and that's something that absolutely. Yeah, just uh don't be afraid to use practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh I should I should talk them a lot, but like a lot of just modern movies yeah, exclusively rely on CGI. Not trying to name names, but you all know what ones I'm thinking of. Right. Uh, just... Do they start with M and end in C U? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the the Marvin the Martian cinematic universe. <laughs> Way too much CGI. Yeah, the MMCU. <laughs> what about you, Mason? You got anything um, to take from it for a modern movie? I mean, this is an, this is another one of those things things that I brought up before where it's like take as caution but it's not really cynically this is like genuine for me i think um uh and that is on set safety bob hoskins could have very well died on this set and i don't think anyone would have been able to forgive 
the people that let that happen. If yeah, that happened. Ab- absolutely not. And there was just no precaution taken for the safety of anyone on this set, I I believe. And no. I think that is that is because yeah. definitely something that yeah that, Bob, that should taking be care taken, of the stunt people, yeah. taking care of your actors. Bob, Bob Hoskins almost died several times. Uh, John Leguizamo, I think, got like overheated and almost had heat stroke. Yeah, uh, all the Goombas and Koopas, they were all fucked the hell up because they were in those hot ass suits because the building they were shooting in didn't have air conditioning. Like the the bo- the bottom line is. You don't have a movie. You don't really have a movie without your actors. Treat them with respect. Yeah, and true. that is something that this movie just did not do. Yeah, treat absolutely. Your actors, treat your crew, treat everything with respect. Exactly, exactly. Same. And you know what? Maybe the movie would have ended up being better if they were treated better. You know, look, we we mentioned Street Fighter several times, but and it's a bad movie. But it's a really fun bad movie, and everyone on set apparently had a good time. Yeah, everyone. And you know, maybe there is some of that comedy that would have come through more in other areas if the actors actually cared, especially especially King Koopa stuff. Oh, because like a lot of that intentional and unintentional comedy might have shown through it. It didn't in around him. Yeah, because like credit words. Hey, take a shot. <laughs> Bob, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, I think, are trying their hearts out. Mm-hmm. Like they might they may be, not have been sober might, while I was trying. Say they but... might be sloshed to hell while they're doing it, but they are trying their hearts out. So, and you know what? That is also something I can get from this movie. Even if the casting's not like what you'd imagine, that might not matter as long as you get someone. I mean, this is something you could take from almost any movie, but something that. A lot of people on the internet seem to not be able to realize just because someone looks like a character or sounds like a character does not mean they're that right they for the role. Right, right for the role. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you can have people who look different, but uh, just you know, as long as they capture the feel of the character, that's fine. Absolutely, and like that's what I think Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo do in this movie. So there you go. Yeah. So that's Super Mario Bros. 1993. What do you guys think? Have you guys seen the new Mario Bros. movie? And uh, want to tell us about that? Have you seen this movie? Do you consider it a cult classic? Well, you can tell us by sending us an email at bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Or if you just want to comment below on this Patreon, or, you know... Subscribe to it and let us know what you want us to play or watch. We have a subscription on it for Super Bleepheads where you can absolutely tell us what to watch or play and we will do it. And we'll be back next time. I don't think we really have the schedule ironed out yet. So we'll be back next time though. With <laughs> we'll be more... back next time with a film. We will be a watching movie. something and telling you why the bleep we watched it. Uh.